Live from the WJFF studios in Liberty, New York, this is Radio Chatskill. I'm Tim Bruno. On today's show, Act for Change. It's a program that brings teens together from across Ulster County to engage in anti-racist dialogue and work across identity groups. We'll talk to Audrey Trussen of Cornell Cooperative Extension, Ulster County, about this teen anti-racism program. Nigel Kroc is here from the Livingston Manor Library to help us answer some tech questions and a bigger question. What is the Internet? Science Stories, former science teacher and Radio Catskill volunteer Joe Johnson is here with some of the most fascinating science stories of the week, including why is the East Coast sinking and water found on asteroids? Plus, we'll learn more about the All Things Liberty Winter Festival and line dancing at the Delaware Youth Center. First, the news from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. The United Kingdom says it is imposing sanctions on Russian officials at the Arctic Penal Colony, where Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny died. NPR's Lauren Freyer reports from London. The U.K. says it's the first country to impose sanctions over Navalny's death. This latest round of U.K. sanctions focuses on six Russian prison officials, including the head of the so-called Polar Wolf Penal Colony, where Navalny died. The U.K. Foreign Office says Navalny was kept in solitary confinement and forced to walk outdoors in minus 25 degrees Fahrenheit. The officials in charge there will be banned from the U.K. and have their assets frozen. It's clear Russian authorities saw Navalny as a threat, U.K. Foreign Secretary David Cameron said in a statement. And they repeatedly tried to silence him, he said. The U.K. had previously sanctioned more than a dozen Russian officials over Navalny's 2020 poisoning. Lauren Freyer, NPR News, London. Talks continue in Cairo between Hamas leaders and Egyptian negotiators about the war in Gaza. The Biden administration's top Mideast envoy, Brett McGurk, is supposed to join them today. One focus is on the release of hostages held by Hamas and the release of Palestinian detainees in Israeli jails. President Biden's younger brother is due on Capitol Hill today. James Biden is set to meet behind closed doors with House Republicans as part of their impeachment inquiry into the president. NPR's Giles Snyder has more. James Biden is scheduled to be interviewed privately by members of the Republican-led House Oversight Committee. The panel, led by Kentucky Republican Congressman James Comer, has, along with the House Judiciary Committee, spent months looking into the business dealings of the Biden family. Republicans leading the investigation have alleged corruption and influence peddling, but have yet to provide clear evidence of illegal activity on the part of the president. President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is to speak with the committee next week. Trial Snyder, NPR News. Stocks opened lower this morning as investors wait for details of the most recent Federal Reserve meeting. NPR's Scott Horsley reports the Dow Jones Industrial Average slipped about 90 points in early trading. The Fed has already telegraphed that it's not likely to cut interest rates at its next meeting in March. Investors think there's about a one in three chance the central bank will lower its benchmark rate at the following meeting in May. There could be some clues to the Fed's thinking in the minutes of the January meeting, which will be released this afternoon. Investors will also be watching the earnings report from chipmaker NVIDIA after the closing bell. Excitement over artificial intelligence powered by the company's chips led to blockbuster results for much of last year. We'll see if that trend continues. And Amazon will join the Dow Jones Industrial Average next week. The retail and cloud computing giant replaces Walgreens in the closely watched 30-stock index. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. You're listening to NPR News. 
Federal investigators are poised to release their findings from a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh two years ago. The dramatic collapse flung a bus and some cars toward a ravine, and it left several people hurt. A new bridge near Pittsburgh opened to traffic in December of 2022. Colorado schools are facing challenges as they enroll thousands of migrant students who have crossed the southern U.S. border. Colorado Public Radio's Jenny Brundine reports on how some are addressing the issue. Denver Public Schools has welcomed more than 3,000 new migrant students since school started, and a neighboring district over 2,000. Some classrooms are overflowing, and there's a shortage of bilingual teachers. But about 20 school districts have formed a new cohort to tour schools and share ideas and strategies. English language teacher Lauren Jager recently told a group about special classes to prep students on vocabulary they might see each week in their regular classes. We also do lunch and homework help. And it's just a place to hang out, a place to get help with algebra tests or whatever it might be. Educators share tips like having intake sessions for newcomers and what to do if students don't come with transcripts or are homeless. For NPR News, I'm Jenny Brendine in Denver. A new storm is pouring heavy rain on the Pacific Northwest. This storm system comes as California recovers from the latest atmospheric river this week. Flood watches and advisories are posted today in parts of central and southern California. The National Weather Service says this February has been one of the wettest months that downtown Los Angeles has ever experienced. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Charles Schwab, offering investors choices like full-service wealth management, advice, investing, and trading on Thinkorswim. Learn more at schwab.com, and the listeners who support this NPR station. Welcome back to Radio Chatskill. I'm Tim Bruno. Act for Change brings together teens from across Ulster County to engage in anti-racist dialogue and to work across identity groups. Act for Change was co-developed by teens, Cornell Cooperative Extension staff, and Cornell faculty and undergraduate students. Joining us now with more is Audrey Trossen. She's the 4-H Youth Development Director, uh, edu- educator at uh, Cornell Cooperative Extension in Ulster County. Audrey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here.、Uh, let's tell folks about Act for Change and, and how it came about. This this kind of came about、uh, in the national conversations following the murder of George Floyd. Yes, it did.、Um, and then following、uh, that event, about a month later. The director of Cornell Cooperative Extension issued this anti-racism vision for our group.